Good morning. Today is Thursday, May 5th, 2022. Chag Sameach. Happy Yom Ha'atzma'ut, Israel Independence Day. In honor of Yom Ha'atzma'ut, allow me to share this with you. I learned this originally from Rabbi Yehuda Amital, and it remains one of the deepest, most meaningful messages that connects me to this day, and it's a privilege for me to share it with you. There is a famous passage in the Gemara. The Talmud tells the story that once the great Rabbi Akiva and several of his colleagues were walking through the ruins of Jerusalem. Rabbi Akiva lived just after the destruction of the second base of Migdash, destroyed by the Romans almost 2,000 years ago. And Rabbi Akiva and his colleagues, the other rabbis, they were walking through the ruins of Yerushalayim and when they came to the place where the Beis Hamikdash, the holy temple, used to stand, they started to cry. And Rabbi Akiva laughed. So the other rabbi said to him, Why are you laughing? And Rabbi Akiva said to them, Why are you crying? Which, if you just think about it for a moment, that's a pretty bizarre question. Why are you crying? It's obvious why they were crying. And they said to him, we're crying because this is the holiest spot on earth, the spot where the base of Migdash used to stand. And now it lies in ruins. It was destroyed. It's a ruin. So we're crying. And Rabbi Kiva said to them, and that is precisely why I am laughing. Because there are two prophecies. There was a prophecy that Yerushalayim would be destroyed, the base of Midrash would be destroyed, and there is also a prophecy that it will be rebuilt. And once I witness with my own eyes the coming to pass of the first prophecy, and so I know that the first prophecy has come true, now I have complete trust that the second prophecy will also come true. And then Rabbi Akiva quotes the famous verse from the prophet Zechariah, one of the last prophets who foretold the promise of the restoration of Jerusalem. And he quoted the following verse, this is what God, Lord of hosts, said. It will again happen that elderly men and elderly women will sit along the streets of Jerusalem. And by the way, in the next Pasuk, the Navi, the prophet, describes this as a pella, a wonder. And he said this to the other rabbis, and the other rabbis said to him, Akiva Nicham Tanu, Rabbi Akiva, you have comforted us. Let's consider for a moment the Pasuk, the verse Rabbi Akiva chooses to quote to them to make his point that there is a prophecy of a future restoration 
of Jerusalem. Now, I don't know the works of the prophets anywhere close to where Reikiva knew. But if I had to choose a verse from the prophecy of Zechariah that foretells the redemption of the Jewish people and the reversal of the destruction that they were experiencing, I think I would have chosen a different verse. For example, what about this Pasuk? Raniva Simchi Basion, rejoice and be happy, daughter of Zion. Ba God says, I will come and dwell among you. Wow, that's amazing. That's dramatic. God's going to come again and dwell among us in Jerusalem. What about this Pasuk? Another Pasuk in the prophecy of Zechariah. Vahoshia Hashem as all Yehuda, and God will again redeem those who dwell in Judah by Yomahu Yagain Hashem by Yoshev Yerushalayim. And on that day, God will protect the inhabitants of Jerusalem. That's dramatic. That's powerful. Why does Rabbi Akiva choose the verse that he chooses from Zechariah that older men and older women? will sit along the streets of Jerusalem. It sounds rather prosaic. Why not choose a more dramatic verse that promises the restoration, the redemption? There are a couple of different answers to this question. But the answer that I want to share with you is based on the writing of one of the great medieval commentators, Rabbeinu Gershom beautifully expressed by Rabbi Yehuda Amital. And I would like to share this with you with my own personal story. Start by asking this question. What is the most moving site in Israel? Well, if you ask someone, a Jewish person, the most moving religious site in Israel the Kotel, the Old City, Yerushalayim, the sites where miracles occurred in our past, those would be good answers, perhaps. But if you have a broader historical perspective, imagine a land emptied of its inhabitants, desolate, separated from its people for almost 2,000 years. Did it ever happen in the history of mankind that a people returned to its land after being away for so long? No, it has not. So I want to share with you what to me was the most moving sight in Israel. And this happened many years ago when we took our children on a summer trip to Israel. We were in Israel with our four children. We were taking a tour through the old city of Yerushalayim, the old city of Jerusalem. And we were walking through the Cardo. You know, that's the uh, roadway that existed during the time of the Second Temple period. And you can see the columns on either side of the road. It's magnificent. Much, much of it has been restored. 
we saw excavations from the time of the Second Temple period and even excavations from earlier than that, more than 2,000 years ago, under our feet in Jerusalem. Now, at that time, at the time of that trip, our children's ages, our children range in age, and at the time of that trip, our oldest was 17 and our youngest was five. And if you've ever done a trip with children, especially with different ages, you know, it's a challenge to keep all the children interested at the same time. Okay, we're taking this tour of the old city. It was very hot. And we had been walking a long time. And all of us, but especially our youngest, Leah, who was five, we needed a break. So, in the middle of the old city where we were touring, we passed a small playground. And it was a shady little area with benches all around the edge. And we and the other parents and grandparents, we had a cold drink. We sat down on the bench. And Leah started climbing and playing on the slide. And there were lots of kids playing. And there were adults sitting and watching them. And that's when it hit me. On the spot where Rabbi Akiva once walked. On the spot where Zechariah once prophesied. Jewish children were playing in Jerusalem. And Jewish parents and Jewish grandparents were sitting and watching. Now, anywhere else in the world, that would be normal. That would be natural. You can go to Applewood Park and see that every day. But for us in Israel today, that is a sign of God's promise. That is a sign of God's presence. That is a supernatural event. Listen again, please, to the full quote from Zechariah. I only read part of it to you. This is what God, Lord of hosts, says and prophesizes. There will again come a time when older men and older women will sit along the streets of Jerusalem. And there will be men who are walking with a cane, with a walking stick, because they're so old. And the streets of the city of Jerusalem will be full. Yeladim v'yelados, little boys and little girls, mesachakim b'rchovosel, will be playing in its streets. There is nothing more dramatic than that. Zechariah prophesied it. Rabbi Akiva reminded us of it. And today we say, thank you, God, for giving it to us in our time, 
After all these years, this prophecy has been fulfilled. It is happening now. This is a prophecy of the Torah that God has kept and fulfilled, promise kept. And it is a pella, a wonder. And we are privileged to experience it. Allow me to share with you another story. This is from another family trip to Israel. I have to confess, <clears throat> there's a, a negative trait that I have. I get very impatient when I'm stuck in traffic. When I'm stuck in traffic, I'm I'm just not a nice person. I, I, I confess, it's not nice, it's not good. I need to improve, but... But there was one time in my life that I actually enjoyed a traffic jam. So, we're on this family trip to Israel with our children. I was by myself, it was a Friday, and I was driving a car that we had rented, and I was doing errands on a Friday in Geula, the neighborhood of Yerushalayim, Geula. Now, if you have experienced this, you know that that is a very bad idea. <laughs> it is not a smart thing to do because it is unbelievably crowded. It is frenzied. Forget about parking. That doesn't exist. Just moving is difficult. And rare. Somehow, I found myself in Gula on some tiny side street, narrow, narrow street, behind a large yellow school bus. It was Friday, and all the schools were letting out. And I was stuck. The bus was stopped for a long time. My family was waiting for me. I was late. It was hot. And I was beginning to get very frustrated. And suddenly, I see the smallest child I have ever seen get off this school bus. And she carefully climbs down and then she waits for her younger brother to climb down the steps from the school bus and they run to their mother who's waiting for them at the door. And I thought to myself, I have never seen such beautiful little children. And as I crept very slowly behind that bus, I started to cry at this natural, normal scene. Beautiful Jewish children learning Torah in Yerushalayim, coming home on a Friday to help prepare for Shabbos. That is the most poignant scene in the world. Perfectly normal, 
perfectly supernatural. The fulfillment of Zechariah's prophecy. Now please hear this last piece well. The Kli, the agent, through which this has happened, is the state of Israel. The structure of Medina Israel has created again normal life in Israel. And that requires a gigantic structure. It requires politicians. It requires bureaucrats. It requires soldiers. It requires civil employees who build playgrounds and benches. It requires bus drivers who create traffic jams. With all their shortcomings and imperfections, Medinat Yisrael has been the vehicle that has brought Zechariah's prophecy to reality in our day. And every Jew with a historical perspective learned from Rabbi Akiva owes the state of Israel an eternal debt of gratitude and an expression of admiration for the miracle of bringing these prosaic, normal-sounding words, prophetic words of Zechariah to life in our day. And this is the contour of what our feelings today should be as we celebrate Yom Ha'atzma'ut, Chag Sameach. My friends, I want to wish you a great day, a wonderful celebration, and I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.